and welcome to the 40th Womanthology podcast. My name is Fiona Tatton and I'll be your host. Womanthology is a digital magazine and professional community powered by female energy and ingenuity. We champion equal recognition and reward for everyone, sharing opportunities, ideas and a deep pool of collective wisdom, supporting each other to be unstoppable. The theme of the show today is women in mathematics and how women are using mathematics and statistics to help save the world. I'll be joined by Louise Moore, Head of Engagement at Founders for Schools and Project Lead for Maths for Girls. And we'll be talking about the work Louise is leading to raise awareness of the importance of girls continuing to pursue study of mathematics and STEM subjects more broadly. Louise has also helped us link the work of each contributor in the written issue to one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals to really prove that maths is helping to save the world. Ines Santos, our associate editor, is back from her holidays and she will be sharing details of the new stories in the written issue again, as ever. A quick reminder that you sign up for the Womanthology newsletter by filling in your details on the front page of our website, that's womanthology.co.uk. You can also join our LinkedIn community by visiting linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash womanthology and find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Your feedback is really important, so please do rate and review the show in your podcast app. Welcome to the Womanthology podcast. We've got Louise Moore, who is Head of Engagement at Founders for Schools, and she is also Project Lead at Maths for Girls. How are you doing, Louise, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Fiona. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Great to be talking to you. You are like the maths oracle who knows everybody and everything in maths. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. So I'm going to dive straight in and I'm going to ask you if you could tell us about your educational background and career to date. Sure. Well, let's start with where I am now. I work for Founders for Schools. We are an ed tech charity, which means education and technology. We're coming up to our seventh birthday and our whole aim is to use technology to save educators time in providing career education for young people and therefore improving the life chances for the next generation for young people. We are an online platform which has thousands of willing volunteers from all sectors of business and industry and we have our educators that sign up as well and in about five clicks about the time it takes you to make a cup of tea educators can invite role model volunteers from business and industry into their classroom to give insight and inspiration and up-to-date career information to their young people. So that's Founders for Schools. Maths for Girls is a flagship project of Founders, FRS we call ourselves, and, and Maths for Girls, M for G. Maths for Girls was set up because of the disparity between the number of girls pursuing maths after GCSE or post-16 and then into STEM-based careers. Maths for Girls was set up to change this. So Maths for Girls showcases brilliant role models, mainly women, who use maths every day in their job. And they can talk to young people, especially girls. And by doing this, they are a role model. So they're challenging gender stereotypes. They are showing the brilliant range of careers that maths can lead to. And, and they can form and inspire the next generation to pursue maths and maths-based subjects. So if we're trying to imagine you on a day-to-day basis, Louise, what are we imagining you doing? And I'm imagining lots of different types of things, lots of different days. 
that's right no day is ever the same there isn't really a typical day which i absolutely love some of the things that i'll be doing is supporting speakers and educators with their events giving them some top tips and best practice and if an educator wants a really creative idea something very bespoke we can work with them to design the maths for girls events we can design events that we run ourselves as well. I work with our fundraising and partnership team. So inputting to applications and developing partnerships with my knowledge of Maths for Girls and the education and career landscape. And I spend time researching and keeping up to date with current policy, with, with current data, current happenings in the landscape and developing our strategy. So where do we want to be next year? Where do we want to be in three years time? So you can see there isn't such a thing as a normal day, which is brilliant. What was your background before you were doing that? I am so lucky. I've loved my career to date. So after eight levels, I studied zoology and I have a passion for nature conservation and sustainability. And I became very fortunate to become a red squirrel conservation officer. Uh, mammals were my thing. And I loved the combination of bringing together the science about the challenge, the problem with red squirrels, gray squirrels, habitat loss, competition, etc. So bringing together the science, the policy, what the scientists were telling us, what the foresters were advising and bringing that together to engage the public and other stakeholders. I really loved the engagement and getting people on board and putting those big ideas into understandable and usable uh, concepts, I suppose. So the next step for me was to become a science teacher in order to do this for the next generation of young people. And I loved it. My next step was, again, take big ideas and concept and developing of other people to do this and I came out of the classroom to support other educators so they could then support their young people in the classroom and I led regional programs of educator training CPD we call it whether it was supporting primary teachers who were teaching science whether it was coaching teachers and developing their own practice and within that I'd always had an interest in gender bias and in careers, and I developed quite a specialism in both. So when the job came up to lead Maths for Girls, I thought, well, that just sounds absolutely brilliant. So I went for it, and, I, and I've been here for about 18 months. Which leads me on to my next question. I'm phasing this out because hopefully COVID is retreating. But during COVID times, how did that impact on the work that you were doing? Yeah, well, I interviewed for my role online which was brand new for me at the time and and so I started this role online it massively affected our work just for schools and maths for girls had been set up as in-person events so our role model volunteers going into schools face to face obviously at the time business and industry were also online so not really able to go into schools schools were going into times of remote learning as well so they couldn't have people in and there was this huge change of educators getting to grips with teaching online and all of us working and communicating and living online. So in the January, when we went into another period of remote learning, we decided to start offering our own events online, FRS Digital. And these were based around awareness days in the calendar, such as um, International Women's Day, for example, or National Apprenticeship Week. But we designed the day, we found the speakers and schools could 
beam in from anywhere. Young people could beam in from wherever they were working as well. And that was a really exciting time. We also very quickly changed the Founders for Schools platform to enable educators to arrange their own online events as well. And the early adopters, in my eyes, were absolute heroes for doing so, for taking on this challenge. And, and they were brave and they went for it and it worked. So we're now having a blended approach because there are so many benefits to being online. Obviously, geography is not a barrier, but there are elements of the in-person that can't be replaced. So we're now very much a blended approach of having online career insight events plus in-person. So it's an exciting time. And the organisations that you work with, so we touched on them a little bit, but the breadth of where you find people with math backgrounds in careers is phenomenal. Talk us through some of the different organisations that you work with and where people are using maths in those roles. We have a phenomenal base of role model volunteers that we're always continuing to grow. And we've got the sectors that you may associate quite strongly with maths, such as finance, um, engineering, through the areas that you might not associate so closely with maths, such as we call it STEAM, which is the STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering and maths, but putting the creativity in with the arts, making STEAM. And that's a very exciting area in which we are increasing our base of volunteers from combining creativity and the STEM subjects and maths. So maths is everywhere, really. Maths is everywhere. Love is all around, but maths is also (laughs) all around. Yes, maths is all around. And surprisingly, I think the more you look for it, the more you'll see it. Take maths in nature, the patterns in nature, whether it's concentric circles in trees, whether it's fractals in ferns, and then look at how that maths has been taken by us to make manufactured materials and structures and so on based on the maths and nature I think that's really exciting that creativity was there all the time and it is so important to be mathematically literate to be able to make decisions whether it's taking out a loan or whether it is voting or whether it is buying something it is fundamental So yes, it is all around the career opportunities that STEM careers, especially math, can offer are so exciting. They're so broad that are often well paid, even at an entry level. And of course, we have a UK STEM skills gap, which needs to be filled. So it's a very strong area to pursue in a a career. I think there are so many people when I tell them about my role, they say, I didn't know how much maths I would use in my job. And I think, well, wouldn't it have been great if you had known before you perhaps made subject choices, if you had known how much you were going to use it? And also, if you had known about the range of careers that could be open to you. A lot of the time, educators are preparing young people for jobs that don't yet exist. However numeracy skills are going to be vital and do you think as well it's showing that there's different areas so in this issue we've been speaking to people with math background with engineering with science 
And from the stats side, I did a business studies degree. I didn't realize until after I'd done it, but I got stats up to A level. I did a foundation in stats as part of my business degree. But I didn't even know until after they told me that was the equivalent to having an A-level in stats. I really quite enjoyed it. But that was an area that I just stumbled upon by chance. Nobody showed that to me at school. So just showing people the different areas that if you one bit isn't for you, so maybe pure and applied math wasn't for me. But then the stats side, I still use elements of it now. That's right. Yes, they will do. And I think as well, when, perhaps when people think about maths at school, they perhaps think about the maths exam scenario, that high stakes environment, having to have the maths at your fingertips, which of course is important. However, our role models can talk about how they use maths. For example, do they work in a team? Can they add some creativity and questioning? Can they be wrong? And what happens when they don't know? Can they have some thinking time? Can they go and ask a colleague or a peer? And that shows young people that actually maths in the world of work does not have to be that high stakes pressured scenario that they may think of when they think of maths. If you Google mathematician, the images that most likely will come up are not reflective of maths in the world of work. So there are these either conscious or unconscious stereotypes around what a mathematician is, who they are, what they do. There's that, but also there's the lack of awareness often about exactly what the careers could be to combat those ideas and those stereotypes. So our role models play a, a vital part in broadening those ideas. So it's broadening minds, bringing in new ideas. If you could wave a magic wand looking at the maths syllabus as it is now, so the number of times people say, oh, you know, algebra, when am I ever going to use that for argument's (laughs) sake? I bet you had to pound for every time somebody had said that in a school environment. This is obviously your own personal opinion and there's no right or wrong answers here. But if you could make changes to the syllabus, are there ways that you think that it could be made more engaging? That's a question, isn't it? When am I ever going to need this? And maths for girls and our role models is the immediate answer to that because whichever part of the curriculum you're looking at there will be somebody who uses it in their work but I would actually if I could wave that magic wand I would go even further and I would dispel the unconscious gender stereotypes that begin from the very early days and are quite strong from a very young age in children and unhelpful stereotypes around maths isn't for girls, which unfortunately is still perpetuated in various ways in advertising, in conversation. And so it it isn't even the curriculum that I would start at. I would start at ensuring that every child felt that they could take up any opportunity in any area that they wanted and their gender or their social capital, who they know, wouldn't affect that. And I would also, as we've, we've mentioned before, that idea around STEM roles and, and jobs that require maths. From a very young age, you'll see children starting to have those ideas and perceptions. So if I could wave that magic wand, that would be my starting point. Going back to that idea of the high pressure, high stakes environment, doing womanthology I've spoken to lots of women who work in maths and something that I learned that I didn't realize nobody knows all the answers so if you're the most eminent professor of maths nobody knows the answers all the time but it's what you do when you don't know 
it is and that is absolutely a key message that we reinforce to young people because educators will be living this every day in the classroom about the resilience and you keep going and it's being able to work out what you're going to do and also that the idea that maths is a language and, and it can be a way of thinking it's not necessarily having the answers it's knowing what to do and you made a point there that is so important it's going to happen to everyone at some point they look around and they think I'm no longer the top of the class for example or I'm having to work really hard at this which is new for me or I've always had to really stick in whatever it is and and that resilience and that awareness that it is going to happen to everyone is very important research shows that girls in particular can personalize this and it's about taking the I find maths hard and flipping it to the maths is hard so what am I going to do about it who can I ask how can I practice can I recontextualize it do I just need to keep going wise words <laughs> so you very kindly helped us with this issue and you came up with a brilliant theme which was linking women in maths and stats to the UN's sustainable development goals could you just talk us through the theming and the link there because it's such a clever way to think of it and I would never have thought of it on my own We've really enjoyed collaborating with you on this issue. It's been really exciting and inspiring. The Global Goals are an excellent framework and they run through the work of Founders for Schools and Maths for Girls. The commitments that are needed for this world to be better, fairer and, to be honest, still functioning. There's something that we all have to do, whether we're individuals or whether we are multinational businesses. And they give a purpose and a why. They're an excellent framework for that. And they can help young people to combine their passion and purpose and their skills. A young person in the classroom may feel very strongly that they want to change the world, that they want this goal, whether it's no poverty, for example, is their passion. But it can seem overwhelming. How can one person make a difference? How, and, and that is often too far from being in the classroom to, to visualising how they could have a job a career that impacts on that and our speakers our role model volunteers we do ask them to talk about that when they're talking to the young people it helps to bridge that gap and to show all of the amazing ways that maths can be used to make a big difference for example climate action we know it's so high profile it's an area that many many people especially young people care passionately about, but how can one person make a difference? Well, we can showcase all of these careers that really do. And rather than asking, what job do you want to do? We can ask, what problem do you want to help solve? What type of thing do you want to work on? What skills and what things do you want to do rather than what job? Because we know that we're preparing young people for jobs that don't yet exist. And that can be very hard for educators, for families to give career advice on. So if they can bring somebody in uh, who is actually working in that area to give that insight and inspiration into what they do on a daily basis, then that's so much better than feeling like you, you can't advise. What a good way for anybody's career to look and think, well, it's not about what job I want to do. Actually, it's what gives me my purpose, what problem I want to solve. In the show notes, we'll include the links to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. 
there's 17 of them. So there's ones around health, there's ones around the planet, there's ones around the sustainability of communities, whether you're at school or you could be in your career now. What a good way to look at it. So thank you. I've never framed it in that way before. When I speak to the volunteers, when I read their profiles, I'm continually inspired by how their work is making an impact. And I feel it is... I, it's exciting and the opportunity to to showcase that a bit more now what is coming up next for you what are you looking forward to what am I looking forward to well last month I took on the role of head of engagement at founders of schools and kept the role of project lead for maths for girls which I'm absolutely delighted about so I am excited about taking the very best bits of the flagship project and the organization and continuing to scale to reach more educators more young people and to enable more people to sign up as role model volunteers and developing those partnerships with business and industry as well and the buzz that our role models have after talking to young people is fantastic it's great for them as well whether they're paying it forward reaching out that hand to the next generation to help them step up the ladder whether they're giving back whether it's for their own personal development public speaking you can ensure that the young people are going to ask some good questions so i'm excited about developing all of these new areas reaching geographical areas and sectors that we haven't yet reached and continuing to scale and to grow so can we keep in touch with you about it and follow your progress and just um, keep spreading the word with you we'd love to keep in touch thank you and we've got our website we've got a twitter channel and we're on linkedin as well and always happy to speak to people about how they can get involved whether it's from an education side or whether it's from business and industry ways that they can support and get involved with our work well I am going to say thank you, Louise, for joining us today. It's been the greatest pleasure chatting with you. And uh, all the best moving forward. Thank you. It was great to chat to you, Fiona. Hello, my name is Ines Santos. I am the Associate Editor of Womanfology and I am here to tell you all about our new issue which celebrates women in mathematics who are saving the world. Working alongside Maths for Girls, who you've just heard from in our interview with Louise Mole, we have linked each contributor's work to one of the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals to help show how mathematics and statistics can help to save the world. The stories include Catriona McGill, project manager at Battleizer Systems, explains how she chose a career in engineering in order to bring her love of mathematics to life and apply it in the real world. Catriona is currently helping to manage the creation of Batalizer's very first factory. Shritika Chowdhury, a senior statistician at TRL, explains how maths and stats are different. Maths is quite theoretical and has a well-defined structure, whereas stats is more of an open-ended subject. It's all about uncertainty. 
She also shares how new methods are being used to gather data, such as drones, satellites, and telematics. Professor Sheila Bird OBE, a former program leader in biostatistics research, shares some of her research highlights for the past 35 years and why she chose a career in biostatistics. She also discusses the pro bono work she undertook during the COVID pandemic, having previously worked on infectious disease epidemics. Mary Cochran is a co-founder of Floco, a company that began as a student project after she learned about the impact of period poverty and its stigma. Floco makes comfy, reusable period pads that last 100 washes. Mary talks about the way maths provides a great set of analytical and problem-solving skills and how being able to identify and solve a problem is something founders have to do every day. And lastly, Jessica Langton, a final-year animal science student at the University of Nottingham who sits on the National Farmers Union Dairy Board as well as being their East Midlands student and young farmer ambassador, tells us about how MAFS is an integral part of farming as it increasingly adopts new technologies to innovate and improve efficiency. Do check out our website womanphology.co.uk to read the full stories. And that is all for me. Sadly, that's all we have time for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want to support the work we do, then share the link for the show on social media and also follow the show. Join us for the next episode where we'll be linking up with our friends at Soapbox Science once again to showcase some of their most dynamic event organisers and speakers from around the world who will be taking to their soapboxes and sharing their science with the public again very soon. Look forward to you joining us then.